This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. Hey, welcome to War Room Moments. Hey, Mike, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for being here, brother. Jason, it's great. I'm excited for this. Thank you for having me on. Awesome. Well, hey, we're going to get into a lot of things today when it comes to, you know, what are your superpowers, the things that you do and all this stuff. But but really what I like to start off with first is, you know, where did you come from? Did you come from a family of entrepreneurs or or uh, was it a family of working professionals? What did that look like for you growing up? For me, it was a family of uh, blue-collar, hard work ethic uh, members, and just watched that. And then when I got the opportunity to get an education, go to college, I still wanted to turn back to my roots. I was used to the hard work ethic, and that's what I still do today. You know, that's why part of my business has to do with. Uh, with construction, with the blue collar part of it, but it also blends architecture, which is the classroom and the, uh, you know, the uh, certified degree part of it. So I still carry that with me. And that's how I started. Yeah, very good. Cool. So how did that happen? How did that you growing up the way you did? How did that feed into what you do today? Well, I would say that I saw my father trying to start his own business. He did that two or three times and as a partner, um, as his own company. And as I was, you know, getting experience out there, I would go into a company and say, you know, knowing ultimately I wanted to, I love to draw. I loved art. I wanted to do a design build company one day. I thought, man, I love architecture. I've come across it in school. If I could, do that and build it and draw it, that would be great. So, you know, as I went along in these different companies, it was like, okay, I really dig this part of it. I understand it, you know, I get it, but it just kind of would hit this plateau of what else is there, right? And saw something else going on, got with another company and really learned a really cool niche and, and way they were doing things. And so it's kind of how it all happened was I, what I would say is learning the best, taking the best nuggets of each of these experiences I had in the design build world, being a building professional, this is kind of what got me to where I'm at today. Yeah. Right. I love that. Taking in the nuggets. <laughs> that's it. That's it. See yeah, how these guys, right. each of them did this, they were yeah. specialists of what they did, right? They figured it out. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's like a key to like business ownership all the way around, isn't it? Because, you know, none of us know everything by any means. I mean, I, I have a bunch of companies myself and, you know, I lean on a lot of people to, to, to know the things that it's not that I don't, we don't know them, but that's not our superpower. Right. So because I've always believed you can only really have three or four actual superpowers, right? We can know a lot of stuff. Um, we're generalists at a lot of things, but 
at the end of the day, it all comes down to what is our superpower? What are we really, really good at? And what are those things that we wake up every day and get to just be jazzed about? Right. So that's it. That that that's the amazing thing. And I mean, what what does that look like for you? What are your superpowers? What what do you what would you say your two or three things are that you think your superpowers are? Yeah, it's interesting that you say that. <laughs> um, because you know we can get into the the growth and the failures and the struggles, but at this point right now, I have hired several team members, we are going through a growth spurt. And there it's exactly what you're you're just saying is these are experts. I went out and got the experts, an expert in construction, uh, an expert in finance, and getting ready to bring on a licensed architect. So I now am really on the front lines with the customers. And that's what I like the best. So it's the sale. It's really, and not, I'm not a salesman. What's interesting is I, I know how to put a building together. I know the steps. I'm more of a problem solver, orchestrator, technician. And when our business owners come to us and they're trying to put their dream into brick and mortar, they're trying to build this business, literally this physical location. I see it in my mind and I know the pieces. I'm good at the schedule. The people they'll need along the way, the steps we'll take. But the architectural piece, drawing it, construction piece, building it, I don't need to do those pieces. I am overseeing them, but I'm dealing with that client. I'm helping the front lines, bringing them through the door, letting them know that I can help them. I can be the guide be the helper to walk along with them and solve that problem. And I have my team, right? That, like you said, I'm not the smartest in the room, but these other folks on the team are going to help me execute. And when you're handling that many projects and trying to help that many customers, that's what you need. So that's what I get up excited about is interacting with those customers, getting that call and saying, yes, we can help you. Yeah. It's almost in some ways, you know, as I move along my own business journey, right, and interact with people, because I'm a people person, I love community building, I love all these things. But I've quickly realized as a consumer, right, how bad it really is. (laughs) From the standpoint of the stuff you and I would say we're good at is working with people and customer service and all those kind of things, that high touch, right? high touch type of mentality. And as a consumer, I see less and less of that nowadays because now you got things that are outsourced all over the world and you can't understand people that are talking or they don't understand you or, or the complexity of the problem or, you know, and I'm not saying it's some things are culturally different um, of course, but, but we've gotten away from the high touch uh, type of customer service. Some of that has to do with the volume of of business certain businesses get. I understand that, but but you know, I always think back to my dad when he, because I grew up on a farm, and him and he'd buy a seed from the seed guy every year. The seed guy'd come, they'd shake hands, sit down, have coffee you know, talk for a while and then they would 
do their deal and on they would go, right? And it's like we lost a lot of that. A lot of that's gone and, or maybe not gone, but it just seems like it's less of it. I don't know what your perspective from your foxhole is, but that's kind of what I see a lot. And that is an interesting part of the business. And you, you again, hit on a great point to be successful, especially if there's someone out there, you know, who's listening or younger, they're just starting their business. Maybe they've been at it and they're just trying to retool and try to understand what's working, not working. And so if you take what you've asked me and that's communication, Mm -hmm. all about communication, we have to be careful. So as we scale, are we, we're using tools, we're using systems. Some of it's digital now. We're not handing them that piece of paper. We're sending something through the internet. And so you're right. We, and even more so is trying to explain that to the next generation. So knowing when and what message you're delivering. And so is that something where, yes, I received the information. You can email that. Um, Please confirm this. You can text that. But when sometimes you're getting that message through, you need to pick up the phone. Maybe you need to drive across town. And it's that communication. It's that understanding. How is the message message being delivered? What's the tone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's what, when you really make that connection and you communicate, it just makes that experience um, so much better or the the process through which you're delivering that product so much more enjoyable for the, for the client, the customer. I think that's what you're hitting on. So mm-hmm. I would agree with you 100%. And Communication is a big part of what we're doing. And I think a big reason why the customers and these business owners are choosing to work with us. And it starts right with picking up the phone. A great example is most companies, you're going to look them up on the internet. As soon as you call, you're going to get a switchboard. Press one, two, three, we'll get back with you, fill out a form. One of the reasons we've been successful is picking up the phone. And so there's nothing like that business owner looking for me and they say, well, is this a person you picked up the phone? Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. So, so, you know, 90% of it is being available. Pick up the phone, speak with these people and make a connection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely reachable when it comes to how I operate in my businesses. Sometimes that's, has its pros and cons i guess (laughs) because a lot of times you're cleaning out your voicemail because it's full every day um so so there's pros and cons to some of that too in not having a gatekeeper or something like that but but i think people really enjoy that it builds trust and confidence a lot faster no doubt about that and because people know that they can act you're an actual human right and that human element is sometimes left out. I had a, a, one of our strategic partners today posted a video in one of our groups. And it was a video. And she was like, so it's morning and I have something very special to share with you. And I'll be right back in a few minutes. Right? It was a nine-second video. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. And then 20 minutes later, she posts that wasn't me. That was an AI video that uh, looks just like me. Would have never known the difference. That it wasn't even, I didn't even know it. I thought, oh, that's Patricia. Cool. And it's like the, the power of technology of stuff that we're seeing today 
Heck, eventually you and I will just come on here and our avatars will be on here talking. <laughs> Never That's happen. Right. That's <laughs> right. Technology will go on without us. We just yeah. automate everything. That's right. When we're dead and gone, we'll still be doing a pod podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, you know, I mean, part of the reason this show exists is as you were talking about was kind of helping the younger generation or maybe not even the younger generation could be old dogs like us, right. That, that need that one little piece of information to miss that arrow. Right. And so this is where I like to ask the question of, you know, if you could, you know, dig through those truckloads of struggles that you've had in business, because if you've been in business any more than a day or two, um, You've been through a, a plenty for sure. So if you could reach in there and grab one that would be, you know, what you think would be most useful for uh, an audience of business owners, what struggle would would you share that you really went through and you figured out how to fix that? I think that's understanding your niche. So I'll touch on a few bullet points getting there. But, you know, when you're starting a business, you need to set up your self online. Let's say it's an online presence. It's your identity, right? How do you get through to your customers? Well, what you're going to find out is you're probably going to accept every customer under the sun. Yes, we'll do it. And whatever price you want us to do it for. I mean, you're just trying to get business started. So I get it. We've all been there. But the magic happens when you now have those line of customers and those reoccurring customers and you understand how those projects or products or services or deliverables are going. And you start to listen to your customers. You gather feedback. Now you can do that through a survey form. You can look at your metrics and say, did, what hours did we spend? What are we making? However you analyze your customer, that's how you're going to determine your niche. And I think the niche is everything. It determines how successful you're going to be. And what I mean by that is if you're, you know, who is your demographic? Who is your customer? If you pull that data up, it could be as little as a year. And you just say, who is my customer? What age do they happen to be? What part of the world are they in? What other similar hobbies do they have? Um, is it a family? Is it an individual? And you find that customer that that is everything because now you can strengthen your identity your brand and you can listen to your customer with me that's when i started having the most success understanding their pain points being able to really hone in on my deliverable adjusting my pricing and ultimately it led to me creating a second company because those clients told me that was another need that they mm -hmm. had and until you do that, you're really just spinning your wheels. You're not going to make those tight, close connections. You're not going to be able to build upon, you know, systems or um, your financial indicators. You're really going to be reinventing the wheel constantly. So as soon as you can hone in on your customer and your niche, that will be so beneficial to those out there struggling with business or those starting out. Yeah. Yeah. And oh yeah, that's that's a that's a great point because I see so many young businesses that are just out there in the the hustle and they're chasing that money around, right? And 
And, and really when you just chase that money around, uh, well, a couple of things happen. It's not that you don't get business, but sometimes you just get all the wrong business. <laughs> right? Right, your best customer could be taking up most of your time and bringing in the least amount of profit. So yep. uh, draining your resources. Yep, that's it. That 80-20 rule, right? That's it. That's it. <laughs> For sure. But well, yeah, I mean that's that's a great point to to brought to the audience and and what a great way to frame that for sure. Um yeah, so kind of moving into the last part of the show here. Um I always like to ask this question. If if you could have picked somebody, uh dead or alive, any point in time, uh who would you pick to somebody that could have been here with us either to participate or Gosh, just to listen in, who would have you chose to be here and why? Uh, I'm going to pick two. So let's okay. go. So let's, uh, the guy who I love in the business world, this guy named Marco Solmonis, and he goes in and helps businesses, right? He physically rebuilds their space. He looks at the dollar signs. He helps them be profitable. He fixes the people, the organization, right? The big things are people, process, and product. And so I've learned and carried a lot of that with me because in a similar way, I'm helping businesses. I'm serving them and, and I'm analyzing how they're starting and where they're going. Uh, as far as a person that people won't know, his name is Jim Vallis. And so he was one of the managers and you know boss, for lack of a better term, uh, who helped me along the way. I had, I think, three or four gyms that were all bosses, which is kind of a funny story in itself. But you know, Jim Vallis, he uh, helped me design build company kind of see how you solve problems and so they retained some of our buildings some of them were for for clients build to suit and so they every time there was a an issue that they kept trying to tackle over and over he would solve it and so at that company we had micro companies within inside of it so inside of construction we inevitably had our own dirt work and earthwork company we had our own steel company our underground electrical company because we just said you know what we can probably solve this problem better than the services we're getting. So I've kind of carried that with me. And so that's what I've tried to do. If you can't tell or those who aren't familiar with my organization is, you know, we started with architecture and so it moved into feasibility. Pretty soon it was, you know, cost estimating and, and now it's construction we're providing and pretty soon real estate. We're really A to Z. And so I'm trying to solve those problems, help these business owners solve the problem, getting their physical location built. So those are the two people I'd love to have here and see where I've taken their ideas that have sat with me and marinated with me and how I've taken them into my business and what I've done with them. Yeah. 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 I've, I was, it was the profit, right? Wasn't that? Uh, like, there you go. That's it. Profit. profit. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I, I don't think it's on anymore. Is it? He is not doing that. He's doing some other shows these days. Yeah. And there's a lot of yeah, things yeah. on social media, but yeah, that, that was great. You know, you go in and you see these and that's where you learn about business. Yeah. What yeah, I'm yeah. doing, the business part is what excites you. It's, you know, it's easy to sell something and put your name out there, but you got to get in there and tinker around and adjust the KPI and the, mm -hmm. you know, the financial indicators. And am I making too many products or <laughs> am I right. presenting it right? Those are the, the fine tuning is what gets exciting, right? Yeah, that is. That's the fun part. I like that part personally myself too. So definitely. Well, Hey, how do people get a hold of you, Mike, if they want to work with your genius? 
Right. So we have two companies, but it's under an umbrella. Mm-hmm. WDS.build is our portal from there. And that is an at web address, WDS.build, B-U-I-L-D. Through there, you can get to our portal for architecture, for construction, and very near future real estate. And uh, on social media, uh, Instagram, WDS Mike Martin. WDS Mike Martin, and we'll be relaunching our YouTube this year under the WDS brand. So please follow me, look me up, and I've got a lot of pointers out there. We just uh, working with the client that year and a half ago did a series of YouTube videos and found us on YouTube. So we're out there giving you the pointers and helping you succeed at growing your business. That's good stuff, man. Awesome. Well, hey, it was great to have you on the show today. And uh, I always say we got 168 hours in a week and you took 30 to uh, spend with uh, with me today. So I'm grateful for that. And, you know, there was a lot of subtle little nuggets, as you like to call them, um, that I hope the audience picked up on because I did. So I hope they picked up on those as we went through this. And again, thank you for being on the show. Very valuable having you here. Well, hey, thanks again, Jason. And uh, those out there taking their idea, their great idea to grand opening, looking to build a brick and mortar, keep loving what you do, enjoying life, and I hope to hear from you soon. Awesome. Cheers. Thanks for listening to War Room Moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we'll see you on the next episode.